huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, cause I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I did. I actually took Saturday and Sunday off. And I think that's something that I'm going to start doing a little bit more because I've been doing this show like pretty much every single day. Then I was taking off one day a week, but I was able, I just wanted to see what I could accomplish this weekend not doing a show on Saturdays or Sundays. Now, that doesn't mean that I wasn't constantly recording stuff throughout the day. Like, I I backlogged a lot of content from this past weekend, but I want to get it built up because I want to start turning out some better shows for you. I, it's time for me to step up my game when it comes to this podcast because you guys are doing your job. You're telling everybody about the show. You're helping spread the word. You're telling your friends, family, loved ones, whoever it may be, just because you like the show. I mean, it's the same thing with bands. You know, you you actually catch on to a band right before they break it big, and then you tell everybody about it. That's how a lot of these indie bands type uh, get started. So I got to step up my game. I uh, talked to Josh Kelly, uh, the guy that does our production up in Canada. He does. Uh, he makes me sound legitimate as hell, by the way, with the uh, imaging and stuff that he does. Uh, all my sponsors, Good Life Organics, Vaporshades.com, Stitch You Up, uh, Good Life Organics. I, without them, I wouldn't be able to do this at all. So make sure you go to my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. Uh, that's going to have all the links that you're, you're going to need to be able to find me online, my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. I have a Reddit page now, redditreddit.com. Uh, join the web form. You can go on there and talk about anything that you want to. Uh, you know, keep the homophobic stuff and racist stuff off that page. Pretty much else, it's the wild, wild west. You guys can do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. So if you'd like to hit me up, you can easily do that. God, I sound corny as hell. Lame, lame, lame. I sounded like a complete douchebag when I said hit me up. But hit me up. If you want to reach out and contact me, you can easily do that. Tuttle at gmail.com. Or if you want to leave me a voicemail, you can do that. 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. Let's get this bitch started. So I touched on this briefly on Friday. I actually made some money doing some side hustles. I don't even know if you would call them hustles, but I got paid to DJ. Not even I don't even know why I would even say DJ. See, you got to understand the older people here. I, I'm one of the youngest people here in this park, and they don't understand like streaming music, how to make a playlist, and all that good stuff. So they asked me to do that, and. I went over some of the greatest love songs of all time. 
Because I, I, I want to start asking you guys questions because I want to get feedback from you guys. I, I want to start interacting more with you on this show. So I made a playlist, and I'll have to go over that here in just a few to see what you guys think of the playlist of love songs, stuff that you would hear at a wedding. Uh, and it was it was a good mix. And I got to tell you, when I was younger, I thought that type of music was lame. But listening back to it now, I was like, man, everybody loved it. And one of the older people, which I appreciate this a lot because they were liking the music so much that I picked out, they ended up hitting out a tip jar. And it's not like I was DJing anything. I just made a playlist on my phone and, and just let it rip. Made about 60 bucks in tips. Got paid $100 for it. And then they asked me if I could shoot their wedding photos. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I've even discussed this. Uh, during this pandemic, I've been trying to teach myself new things. You know, I've worked in audio pretty much most of my life, and I know how to edit the hell out of that stuff. I've always known how to do video, and I'm getting even better at it because most of the videos that I do, they look like high school projects that you would see in the media group or whatever they have, the media class or club. I, mean, I, I was never a part of it. Well, you know what? I take that back. I was a part of some clubs, mostly the uh, FFA. I was, in, I was in the nerdiest ass judging competition because in, in the FFA, they have like meat judging. <laughs> yeah, I know that sounds really, really weird. Uh, ornamental holder culture. Uh, just like all this type of like judging you can do. And I was on the soil judging team. And I got to tell you, we, uh, we went to state. <laughs> it blows my mind of some of the competitions that they have in high school that people don't even know about. But yeah, I, I was a part of the soil judging team. And to kind of like lay it down a little bit for you is that you have to dig a hole. Well, I we don't. When you get there, the hole is already dug. And then you have to judge it. You have to look at the layers, the topsoil, and then when it starts becoming darker and where all the nutrients are at, you got to take the dirt. You got to, like, rub it through your fingers to see if it ribbons. And by ribbon, I mean it stays together. That's the type of dirt that you want. You don't want that other sand stuff. It just falls apart right in your hand. But, yeah, I was on a nerdy-ass club. But I digress. I've been teaching myself photography, and I'm going to talk to the groom and bride because it was a grandson of one of my mom's good friends here. Uh, she lives up in Pennsylvania, comes down. She's a snowbird. And her grandson, Nick, who is a Army veteran, uh, fought in the Middle East. Great, great guy. So happy for him. But I want to ask for their permission to share a couple of the pictures because I, I think they came out, like, fantastic. I don't think they could have came out any better. Uh, I even went back and did some post-production, worked on the coloring, worked on the lighting and stuff. Made another hundred bucks out of that, people. So it was a it was a really really good weekend, but I also shot video. Now you guys know as of recently my problems with the guy that owns the park here. His name is uh, John Mays here at the Hobo Fish Camp, and so they have their office and then they have like a clubhouse. Yeah, the same clubhouse I got kicked out of because I wasn't allowed to use the Wi-Fi. Now common sense. Just somebody that just has courtesy on their side would know better than to go. And I don't want anybody to think. I know he's still got to run his business and stuff, but you could be a little quiet. 
And there was not even a customer in there. He just went in there. That That's the thing about this, people. Nobody really likes him around here. And the woman that runs runs the front desk, I, I can't speak for her, but it's got to be absolutely annoying because the guy that owns the park, which it's her, her boss, so I guess he can do whatever he wants to, he comes in there and just bullshit. Just bullshits about random stuff that nobody gives a fuck about. And John Mays, I guess he decided to do that during the wedding. And not, I mean, it's one thing to talk, but he was doing that loud projecting. He's kind of got a little bit of a bassy voice. So during the wedding, everybody's quiet. The only person that's making a noise is the, uh, well, it's not even a pastor. It's a woman. Actually, the woman lives right next door to my parents. She, uh, I guess she is allowed to marry people. I, I don't even know if you would call that an ordained minister. But she did that. But she was the only one talking, and she has not the loudest voice. And this asshole that's, that runs the park, and please don't give me any of that stuff. Well, it's just have some goddamn decent courtesy. And I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for me videoing the wedding, I would have gotten up and walked in there and said something because it was rude as fuck. And I got to tell you, Nick, who was a groom, like I told you, he was a veteran, and he is a big mother effer. And Nick should have just stopped it right now. <laughs> I, I know it would have been bad, but how manly would that have been? Like, you know, you're about to get married to this beautiful woman, and you defend her honor. Because it is really disrespectful. I, this was their first weddings, But how hot would the bride have been, like, just worked up? Can't wait until you get me back to the honeymoon suite, Nick. I love the way you chokeslammed the owner of Riverwood because he was being an inconsiderate prick and talking during our wedding. Like, if it just all would have been like one big movement, like his uh, military training would have kicked in, he just would have went in there, basically uh, just snapped his neck, left the body cold, went right back and said, all right, you can begin again. Oh, you are getting everything. You might even get anal. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, if you do that because somebody is ruining your wedding, you're definitely getting anal for sure. And you only get to do that stuff once. And this asshole that runs the park is in there wanting just to talk about mindless things. It wasn't even important stuff. He was, he was calling. He, he, I could hear him talking. He was talking about what he had for breakfast at Camelot's that morning. And I'm like, couldn't that have waited or at least use your inside voice? Because we could hear everything you, could, you were goddamn saying. Because I'm going back and editing the video now, and that's all I can hear is your annoying ass voice in the background. So I'm, I, I think I can clean up the audio and stuff, but I would just, it, it's like, what has happened? I know that I'm going to sound like an old person, but what, what, what has just happened to just common courtesy? You know, I, I say thank you. I'll even rush up a little bit faster when somebody's holding the door for me. It, it's amazing. But then sometimes I hold the door open for people and they don't even say a word. Like, they don't even look at you. Now, I'm opening the door to be nice. I'm not doing it just to get a thank you. But, I mean, why? What does it hurt just to say thank you? It, it, it doesn't make any sense. It's just like, no, here, I know this is a little one. And I'm, I know that I'm sounding like an old man when I say this stuff. But people here on US1 are notorious, especially the snowbirds. Why is it when you get older, 
you feel like you have to run in the fast lane, the passing lane, because there's nobody on the right side of you at all. There's nobody even around you. And I'm waiting. I am waiting to get on the road and there's nobody else around you, but you have to run in the fast lane. Common courtesy, people. I, I just don't understand why we do not have it now. Is it, are we just so selfish that we just tell everybody else to suck our dicks? Because that's, that's what it seems like right now. I'm sure this is the reason that I'm not getting a lot of sleep is that I get on my phone. I get on my phone as soon as I get in the bed. Uh, I've talked about this before that I write down questions that I have, stuff that I want to learn about or random thoughts that I have. And then at the end of the night, I will research them and try to learn. But then I get all that knowledge in my head and I can't shut my brain off. So it's like I'm basically torturing myself. But I uh, had a great idea because I got into a little bit of a uh, YouTube vortex. And then yesterday... I ended up watching, and I know that I'm late to the game, but I ended up watching the Spike Jones Beastie Boys documentary, or not documentary, but it was it was kind of like just a, it was like a live stage show because I I thought it was going to be a documentary, but it, it kind of was not. Uh, it was the two final surviving members of the Beastie Boys on stage talking about things, showing video clips, stuff like that. But I've been going back and listening to some of their music because not a lot of people realize this is that, you know, they were a punk band at one time. And then when they first started doing the rap, they got they got noticed because of that Cookie Puss skit thing that they did. And then a lot of their music was like humorous type rap, but it got taken seriously. And they went through so many transformations of being those frat boys, those teenagers, and then growing up. You could just see the evolution and, and them maturing with every single album that they did. But um, back to the YouTube vortex, because I started watching Beastie Boy videos because I watched the documentary, and I was noticing, I was like, look at all the hit of people doing reaction videos. Now... I'm just going to be upfront, and I'm not going to try to call out anybody, but uh, do you really think that these people, these amateur YouTubers that are not broadcasters, by the way, are really watching these videos and listening to the music for the very first time? Because I, I really do not think that they are. I think they are watching those, that video as many times as they can before they even start recording, just so they know where to jump in at. So. What I'm trying to say is that these reaction videos are doing so well, and I know a lot of people go, oh, you're ripping off people. You know what? God damn it. Everybody rips off everybody in the content uh, providing sector of America right now. They do it on radio. They do it on TV. They do it in movies. I talked about this. They did Armageddon and Deep Impact the same year, and then they also did Dante's Peak and Volcano, the one with Tommy Lee Jones. All in the same year. So let's not act like people don't rip each other off. So I reached out to uh, my buddy Eric, eric at stitchyouup.com. And I only do this out of courtesy because I, I respect Eric. But Eric's never told me no. You see what I'm saying? So, But I, I want to confirm with him because I, I want to put together. I want to talk to a lot of 
my uh, sponsors, uh, Stitch You Up, uh, Vapor Shades, Starfire Transport, Good Life Organics, PocketPokerClub.com, any of those people out there, I'm going to see what I can do to get a good prize pack going. Because what I would like for you to do, um, and I know this is going to see, now if I wasn't a broadcaster, like if I was like auditioning kids, it would be really creepy. Like you would think like, oh yeah, they need to t- uh, check Tuttle's hard drive. He might be a pedophile. No. But if you if you have a teenager and you listen to the Tuttle Daily Podcast, these are the stipulations, okay? I want it to be where they've never heard it before. Because I'll be able to tell a difference. Because if, if, the, if the jokes are too quick and they sound rehearsed, I'm going to know that people have watched them before or at least listened to it to write uh, some comments up. But... I would like to I would like to if you have any teenage kids, God, that sounds weird when I say it. I would like for them to review any alternative rock, hip hop, pop, just music from the 90s. But they got to be teenagers and they don't have to do the whole song. If you if you just want to do a couple of minutes, but if you want if you would like to submit that, I'm going to get Eric and, and the rest of my sponsors. I know they will all come through with something. But I would like for you guys to submit your kids that are teenagers. You know what? How about this? 18 or below reviewing music from the 90s. Uh, send me a link, tuttle at gmail.com. Or if you want to post it up on your YouTube and then send me a link, I will play it and use the audio. But I'm going to come up with a great prize because I, I would like to hear it. And the reason I say that I would like to hear that is that when you're growing up, everybody thinks that they're general. Well, I'll take that back. When you are in your teenage years, that decade, um, you don't realize how great the music is. Okay? So it didn't take until like maybe 10 years after after the 90s that I realized it was like, wow, we there was a lot of great music. I mean, take uh, take example for Nirvana. Nirvana, if there, no Nirvana, there's not going to be that grunge, really like fast rock stuff that you hear today that rap rock fusion, you, you're, you were never going to get that because that all evolved and stuff. And back to the BC Boys, like the rap rock thing, BC Boys did like years before anybody else. But everybody thinks that their music and their generation is the best. And I'm just curious to hear what teenagers right now would think of the 90s music. I mean, for example, look, presidents of the United States. What? I mean, for real. They wrote a song about Lump. I don't even know what Lump was, but then a song about Peaches. I mean, how many times do they say Peaches in that goddamn song? So what I'm trying to say is I, I just, I would love, and I would just love to hear the true first reactions from teenagers in 90s music. He's a nerd? I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality? Professionally? I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer? You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. 
Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. I don't want you to think I'm a daily viewer of Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest. I'm not, but I, I've been having to go in and check on my parents, and I'll get to that story later. I mean, it's like I just, it, it's like they're toddlers now. And I don't want any of you guys to think like I'm talking bad. I'm being very respectful, and I'm going to get into it a little bit more, but something happened last night. That now I can't even keep my eyes off of my parents. And it's a little weird. And I, I want to get some feedback from you guys. Uh, and it's going to be a little, it's not going to be entertaining. But I would like to hear what you guys think. Because, like, I'm going through some stuff right now that I really, really need some help with. But back to what I was saying, I, I went inside and my mom watches Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest every single morning. Now. I don't want anybody to think like I'm I, I'm being a hater uh, of Ryan Seacrest because I think the guy's really, really talented. I mean, he's one of the hardest working guys in, in television, radio, whatever it may be, just entertainment alone. And I used to talk to Soul Brother Kevin about this, and, and he brought up a great point. It's just that Ryan Seacrest is safe. He's safe. Like, he's likable, middle America, even Hollywood, New York. They can all like him, and he's doing it right. But I was when I was in there, you know, they got a big snowstorm up in New York right now, and I guess they wanted to do some man-on-the-street stuff, and they sent Ryan Seacrest out there. I got to tell you, it was not good at all. Now, that could be because of the format that they do. Their demographic is most likely women, but this stuff was lame as hell. And Ryan's first mistake, which it shouldn't even be his uh, problem to solve, uh, why haven't the producers, number one, New York was hit at one of the hardest at the beginning of the pandemic, and nobody is going to want to share a microphone with you. I mean, if you were smart, the producers would have set up a microphone outside that is completely separate that they could all use, and maybe you could change them out every single time. but. People are scared right now. Now, there are some people that just don't give an F that you can do. But for the most part, the people that were out in the snow were rich assholes walking their dogs and stuff. And Ryan's going out there. He's asking all the questions. And, and they're just like simple questions. Where are you going, sir? Where are you? Why do I give a goddamn where that some random guy is going? I mean, you got to ask him about the snow. Are you worried about COVID? Like, are, are you and your wife uh, staying in because it's a snowstorm and just having hot, passionate sex all day? But you can't do that on uh, live with Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest. But Ryan's not that perfect. If you ever notice, like the man on the street stuff, okay? You got to be able to think quick on your feet because you're working with a bunch of people that are not professional. 
You got to ask the right questions. You got to lead them and stuff. And you never, ever know what these people are going to reply with. So you got to be quick. You have to be quick. And Ryan was just asking very, very safe questions. Like he, he started talking to these two old like blue hairs that are walking their little shih tzus out in the snow for the first. Listen. If you, got, if you have a toy dog, do not be walking them out in the snow. It, it obviously cannot be good for them. But like Ryan was asking these old ladies, hey, do you want to make snow angels? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, number one, if these two old bitches get on the ground and try to do snow angels, they're not getting up. And then the dog tried to take a hack at Ryan Seacrest while he was out there doing the interview. So what I'm just saying is, you know, Ryan Seacrest, great working with other professionals. You want to know who I feel really, really bad for? That guy, Brian Dunkelman. Not a lot of you guys, when I say Brian Dunkelman, a lot of you guys probably do not even realize who Brian Dunkelman is. Uh, during the first season of American Idol, Ryan Seacrest was not riding solo. No, he, he had a co-host. It was Ryan Seacrest, Brian Dunkelman. Uh, people didn't realize how big American Idol was going to be. But then it blew up. And then Ryan Seacrest, I guess, they were like, all right, Seacrest, you're the star. I would love to know what happened there. Was that upper management or, or did Seacrest? Did Seacrest throw Brian Dunkelman under the bus? Because if so, that kind of gig would, would be life-changing. I cannot even tell you one single thing Brian Dunkelman has done since that first season of American Idol. And I'm not, I'm not saying that I hope it happens. But I'm telling you right now, if I was in that situation, I would. it would be like, and this is a really old reference, but the movie The Jerk. You remember where that, that guy, he just wanted to randomly kill people, and he opened up a phone book, and he just put his finger on the phone book, and he was like, yes, I'm going to go after this guy. Uh, that's exactly how it would be, because I could picture Brian Dunkelman being up in a clock tower somewhere, just waiting for Ryan Seacrest to peek his head out of the Fox studio, or I don't even know if it's even on Fox anymore. But what I'm trying to say, you get the point. Because if I was Brian Dunkelman and I saw, because Ryan Seacrest is probably worth a half a billion dollars right now, and then you just got casted away like you were absolutely garbage, that's got to be a tough pill to swallow. So yeah, I've been cleaning up around the trailer here at the Hobo Fish Camp because I'm really excited. My producer, Vulture, is coming down to hang out and do a little fishing. I think he's bringing his son, which is which is really, really cool. I've never really gotten a chance to hang out with him. But uh, I, I want to ask you guys an honest opinion, okay? Now, uh, is this the proper word or use of no homo? And I know that's... Uh, probably offensive listen i'm i'm one of the most pro pro uh homo type people i god i sound like bubble when i say that but what i'm trying to say is working in orlando as long as i have um yes that's the way that i feel about things but what i mean by no homo uh vulture my producer was a marine and he used to talk about you know because uh, we used to do daily workouts on FaceTime and he would like put me through the the whole uh, grind of some of the marine training and stuff and you know he hasn't seen me in a while so let me ask you is it no homo if because I've been outside working out because I want to I want to look a little bit more lean and jacked I want to want to get those striations I want to be able to see some of the veins 
So what I'm trying to say, is it no homo? Like, if I just happen to have my shirt off when my producer gets here and kind of like showing off because I'm, I'm getting that V shape now too. I've been paying a lot of attention to my shoulders. Um, I got to tell you, man, look, I'm, I'm not a vain person, but it's just like my OCDs and stuff. So I would like to hear from you. If you, if you guys could email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. Like, be honest. Be brutal with me because I, like, is it a little, like, homoerotic that I'm purposely having my shirt off when my producer gets here just to show off my gains? I'd like to hear from you. All right, let me let me get on the side of the trailer where there's not a lot of wind. Um, I've done this on the show before, and, uh, you know, every so often, if you've never lived in a fifth wheel, uh, one of the big mistakes a lot of people make is that they leave their, their toilet tank open all the time, and that's the last thing you want to do. You, you actually want your toilet tank to fill up because it works with gravity. Okay, so the more water that's in there loosening up, because I got to tell you, every once in a while, I uh, rip off a uh, pretty solid one, if you know what I mean. And, and, you know, you want that stuff to like marinate in those juices there. And then you want gravity to do all the work. So that's why you don't, do not want to leave your shitter wide open. Um, so I'm going to take care of that because I, I want to see if I can get the sound, but I also think it's going to be a little too windy out here. So what you got to do is you come out the door and there is this little lever underneath the trailer that you have to pull. And then I'm going to run over here and see if we can pick up any of the audio from the toilet. Can you hear that? Now you're going to hear the, uh, the really, really thick stuff come in here. That's all poop, people. That's all poop. That is not water. That is fecal matter. Yeah, here comes the chunky stuff. So yeah, I just thought I would share with you. Hope you guys enjoyed that little bit of audio. It's like poop ASMR. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. 
stitch you up. Definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Okay, so what I'm about to talk about, you guys will never, ever be able to say that I do not share every single thing in my life with I've always lived that way. I, I've learned that from working on the Ron and Fez show, working with Russ Rollins and the Monsters in the Morning, Jim Phillip, Drew Garabo, and Bubba the Love Sponge. You, you have to share every single thing in your life. Now, I, I mean, it, it could be really, really bad for you. It's ruined a lot of my relationships because I, I decided to share too much. But if you've been listening to this show as of late, a couple of months ago, that I was talking about how I've been working out and I felt like maybe I was getting a hernia. Now, I did see the doctor and the doctor said that it did not seem that bad. Like he, he felt on the spot and where the hernia is at, which I it's not a full blown hernia at all. Like it, it does not hurt at all. It just feels a little weird. Uh, and. But the doctor said I, I really didn't have anything to worry about at the moment. But I just noticed something. This is also another thing. So I was going to be going on, on a date a couple of months ago. And, you know, sometimes you'll let the pubic hair grow a little wild. Okay. So I know I was going out on the date. I never go into a date thinking that I'm going to get late. No, I, I just, listen, I... I you know, like I, I talk on the radio and, and I've been doing it all my life and you would think, oh, I would I would have all type of confidence. But no, like I, I don't go into date thinking that I'm going to get laid. You know what? Maybe that is my problem. Maybe that that's why I don't get sexual gratification as much as I would like, because I go into it thinking already that I, it's not going to happen. But so, yeah, I did a little groom back before I even knew the hernia. Now, I, I, I noticed something because uh, the crop is kind of growing back strong. And I noticed something because the hernia is in my growing area. Like where the leg connects to the torso, I got a little bit of a raised area from, you know, the hernia is basically your intestines trying to get through your muscle wall of your abdomen. And... I notice, and this is kind of embarrassing, people, but I the pubic hair is only growing on the right side, the side that does not have the hernia. Is it because now? Hear me out. I mean, there there could be a very simple explanation for it. Um, I don't do it around people in the open, so I don't want you to think like I'm I'm putting my hands down my pants and stuff. But when I'm working out, uh, I wear compression shorts. But I always, just as like extra uh, support, I'll put my hand down there to support that area. Like when I'm working out or I'm doing my squats or anything like that. Because I'm, I'm just trying to be careful. Is it that motion of me putting my hand there to support that area while I'm working out? That's causing the hair not to grow there? I, I don't want you to think it's completely bald like I, I went through chemo. On the right side of my pubic now. No, that's that's not the case. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, like, should I be worried about? That? Should I be worried that the left side has some growth, but the other, the right side, is like Jumanji? I, I would like to hear from you. I, I I tell you this all the time. You there's a couple of ways you can get a hold of me. 
Uh, you can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail. I don't care. Like, it, the voicemail can be about anything. I'm not going to give out your information. I'm not going to stalk you uh, if you say something that I don't like. 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. I'd like to hear from you. And, you know, because I've been guilty of this. We've all been guilty. We, we go on to WebMD. We type up our symptoms. And it always leads to, like, brain cancer or, or AIDS or something like that. I mean, nine times out of ten, that's exactly what it is. And it was somebody with my mental issues, the last thing you want to do is go on WebMD and type in symptoms. Because it's going to drive you crazy. But do I have anything to worry about? Where the doctor said I have a growing that the pubic hair isn't growing as quickly as the right side? I mean, is that a symptom? Is that a sign? Because I don't even want to go on WebMD. I'm, I'm afraid to go on WebMD to type up uh, pubic hair, uh, no pubic hair growth, hernia, to find out. Because I'm sure it's going to be like, yeah, 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 you have testicular cancer. And I know that's not where my balls are at. But what I'm trying to say is that it would just be my luck. So, yes, I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm freaking, you know what, I might as well go on WebMD because I'm already freaking out, just wondering what the fuck it could be that's causing my pubic hair on the left side of my growing not to sprout up like the right side is. Alright guys, so I don't mean to end the last part of the show on a down part, depressing part, but I think that is the connection and why people like talk radio so much. Because the hosts, the personalities, they all share some of the deepest, darkest things that's going on in their life. A lot of people are not real. A lot of people do not share everything. And I'm about to share something that I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have had to go through, but it's just not talked about. But this pandemic year, uh, after I got out of the hospital, I've been here helping take care of my parents. And I know a lot of the trolls out there, they're, they all want to say, oh, I'm mooching off of my family and stuff. And that's not the case. Like, seriously, I'm, I'm making money off of this show right now. You guys hear the advertisers that I have. So I'm basically paying for almost half of the rent. So it's not like I'm staying here for free, but I'm also having to take care of my mom and dad. My mom and dad are in their mid-70s right now. And, you know, my dad was an iron worker. Got to have great balance. My dad never fell once. He was one of the hardest working guys that I've ever seen in my life. And he's had a, he, he's had a tough go with it when it comes to walking. And I feel like, and, and I get it. I really do. You know, when, you're, when you've worked in a job that you have to have great balance and now you can barely walk, yeah, I can understand why that would be a, a blow to the ego. It's got to be. So last night, it's about midnight. I'm already in bed. And I hear this big bang and crash. 
I'm running the back because I I knew exactly what it, what had already happened. My my dad fell getting out of bed to go to the bathroom, and my mom uh, is in there, you know, talking, and and now he's not responding. He's not responding at all. And I finally get the door open. I'm looking at him, and he's out. He is out cold. And I would be lying if I did not say that the thought did not cross my mind when he was on. I was like, my dad just died. Like, seriously, that, I mean, for about five seconds there, I was like, yeah. I mean, we, we all know that it's coming. We all know that our parents are going to die. We all know eventually that we are. That, I mean, that's the one thing. You know, I, I got that, that whole thing from Drew Garabo. Drew Garabo said that that's one of the things that everybody on planet Earth, no matter how rich, how powerful, or how poor you are, we all have in common. It, it's inevitable we are going to die. It just sucks to see your parents get old. So he finally came to after being knocked out for a little while because it, literally he was like a wet dish rag. Like he was not moving. And before he even woke up, I already had grabbed my phone and I already called 911. And luckily the uh, the fire department paramedics are not that far away from the Hobo Fish Camp. So they got here really, really quickly. But he he got mad. No, 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 do not call the parent. I was like, it's already late. Like, it's too late. Once you call 911, and even if you wanted to hang up, they've already got your number, and they're going to send somebody out no matter what. So it had already been ringing. So I told them I wanted to because when, when you look, I've been knocked out a lot, and I've always gotten checked out by doctors because, like, I mean, you're practically losing oxygen to your brain there for a little bit. You don't know if you've, you've created a blood clot or whatever. So I called, and they all come in. I got to tell you, uh, the Volusia County Fire Department, especially in the Oak Hill area, they are on point. They are, they are so, so good at what they do. But, uh, yeah, my dad would not go to the hospital. I wanted him to go to the hospital so badly just to get checked out, just to make sure that nothing happened internally because that's that's just not normal people so the problem that i'm in is that i'm i'm having to find balance on what i'm doing because like i'm still their son and i grew up in the south and i was just brought up you respect your elders but it's a fine balance because, like, I've, I've had to get tougher and tougher and tougher with them to get them on their game. Because my dad, my dad, for the longest time, was seeing a physical therapist. The physical therapist, and it was helping. Like, there, there would be some mornings that my dad would get out of bed, and he would walk from the bedroom to the chair so he could watch the news and stuff, and he didn't even grab his walker. So... Right there proves that the exercising and stuff happened. And for whatever reason, it's not like my, my parents can't afford it, but they stopped seeing the physical therapist. And a nurse was coming. So the physical therapist would come twice a week. The nurse would come, and they would help him out. And I saw the difference. Like I said, 
He was walking from the bedroom to his chair in the living room with no problem at all. And as soon as it got cold, he stopped seeing the therapist because he didn't want to be outside. The cold weather, absolutely. He hates cold weather more than anything. So I saw the progression or the digression. I don't even know if that's a word, uh, but I, I, could, I could tell he's getting weaker. All of the progress he made during that time is all gone. And now he can't even get up without getting lightheaded. And I, I, I'm almost absolutely sure that's what happened. He was drinking a lot of diet sodas, but I will admit he has met me halfway on this one. He is drinking more water. I mean, uh, we, us as Americans, we do not drink enough water and, and we do not put enough importance on water. So he's doing that. Uh, you know, I was I asked him, why are you not doing your exercises? Because the, the physical therapist gave him his exercises and stuff. He told me, I'm afraid to fall. And I'm like, you do know, like, I have a very flexible schedule. Even if I'm out in the car recording, just fucking call me. Just call me and I will come in. I will help you do the exercise. But I, I, I would love to hear from you guys. Because I, I need your help because I've never been in this situation before. How do I get, how am I able to be tough enough to get my, my dad especially to start taking care of himself without being disrespectful? Because I, I'm still his son. Even though I'm 41, I still am going to respect him. But there also is going to be a point, people, and I'm just being honest where I'm just going to throw my hands up because it, it's not fair to me that I'm willing to go the extra mile and they can't even meet me uh, a third of the way. It's like I'm not even asking them to meet me 50%. I'm saying a third, 33%. Meet me 33%. I will do the rest. Uh, email me, tuttle at gmail.com. Or give me a call, 407-270-3044 to leave a voicemail. I don't want you guys to think, like, I'm bitching because I, I'm in it for the long haul. But you also got to understand how frustrating and how confusing it is. Because I'm at my wit's end right now, and I, I would love to hear your advice if you had to deal with taking care of your parents that have gotten a little bit older. And I don't want you to think that my parents have like the Alzheimer's or anything. No, they I mean, they, they still have sharp minds. And that's, that's why it's a little frustrating, guys. It is. And I know that this is not entertaining stuff, but it's real. And a lot of people wouldn't share stuff like this with you, but that's how you make the connection with your audience is being open, being an open book and sharing everything. A lot of people are always ask me, Tuttle, uh, when, when you tried to hurt yourself, why did you, you talk about it on the show that day? And there's a lot of reasons why, because for one, I share everything. I share everything. Number two, I wanted to be held accountable because I was afraid that I would do it again. And number three, I wanted to make sure like there could be somebody out in the audience that might need my help. So yeah, I put my balls on the chopping block. And it got me 10 days in a mental institution because I was Baker acted. So, so what I'm trying to say is I, I live my life on the air. That's about it. And I apologize 
for, you know, not being entertaining at the last little bit, but I could use your help. I really could. Any advice? Because right now I am at my wit's end. All right, guys, I'm going to I'm going to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be doing some live streams because I the, the great thing about being off this weekend, I was able to get ahead. I was able to record a lot of content. So I'm going to start getting my show done earlier and doing like a 30 minute live stream on my YouTube channel. So. Stay tuned to my social media. You can check all that stuff out because I'll let you know and I'll alert you when, I, when I'm about to go live every single night. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Hope you guys are safe and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, Check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, pocketpairclub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?